Hello and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast. I'm Sol and Zippy Race Duda, Zippy Racer. My oh my, what a wonderful game. <laughs> I'm marking, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I'm Dan and I don't agree with what you just said. <laughs> there, there was a questioning aspect to, to my tone. Oh. I hope you picked up on that. <laughs> I guess so. You did with <sighs> an upward inflection. Wonderful game. Wonderful game. I thought you were well, just being like that bird off American Pie. Go on. We are a gaming podcast going by the name of Pixel Hunt Podcast. And what we like to do here is deep dive and analyze your games not theirs, your games, one letter, one system at a time. For this first series, season one, or world one, we're covering the Nintendo Entertainment System, NES, or Famicom, as it was known in Japan. Japan. We're working from A to Z. (laughs) Yes, that's some echo there. We're working from A to Z. Uh, this episode, World One Stage Twenty Six, we've reached the letter Z or Z if you are from the United States of America, or Z if you are just slightly mad. <laughs> USA. But that means we've been playing Zippy Race. We have. Yes, letter Z. One more pod to go, a number, and then we're done. This 8-bit realm is behind us. Yeah, we're not done for good, aren't people? Uh, for those away. of us... It's not going anywhere, no. The, no. Sorry. If you, are, if you want to influence where we go with the next series, our next generation, or 16-bit if you like, uh, there is a poll in the show notes on Twitter. Look at it, it click called? on it, caress it. <laughs> What's what called? The poll. Um, flag. But before, as we like to do around this time, before we get talking about the game that we're going to cover, which I've just said is Zippy, Zippy Race, it's, as we said, that's a game that we're going to cover. But before we get talking about that, let's ask round the table, what you been up to, boys? Good. Mark. Oh. Uh, all right, okay. What have I been doing? I've relocated from the UK to Lanzarote, finally. So I've managed to escape that uh, hellhole that is the prison country of the United Kingdom. It's, so have you done... You've done a Bentrance. Brent, Brent, Brentritz? I, Bre- not I, Brexit. No. I've gone away to become a European and leave England behind. How are you finding After two so days, far? how's that working out for you? You what? Sorry, Dan. How are you finding that so far? It's all right. How you, you were saying after two days, I was out working out. Well, I spent nearly as much time here as I did in England last year anyway, didn't I? Every time that they lifted flight restrictions, I flew over. Um, oh. So um, they kind of knew what I was getting into. Um, but yeah, so far, so good. Um, right, but on to the, the stuff for the pod. Gaming-wise, I've, go on. Have you joined ISIS? Have I joined ISIS? No, not not unless it's uh, it stands arm. for something. Yeah, like like um, in Spain. In in Spain. In Spain. I I, I stay. Yeah. I stay in Spain. Yeah, but yeah. That that ISIS maybe. That's about it. Um, 
I have done some gaming though, because when we got locked down, I had nothing else to do. So what I did was I revisited Days Gone on. I was playing it on the PlayStation Five because I bought this originally on the PlayStation Four, and whenever I used to play it, the fan noise was that loud. It pissed me off that much. I stopped playing it. Is this um, the zombie thing so, with the motorbike? Yes, and. Right. I've got to say, I've gone back to it, and I absolutely, thoroughly love it. And I'm a fair chunk in. I bet I'm 50 hours or so in, and I'm still enjoying it. In fact, I'm probably enjoying it more the further I get into it. The more and more I get into it, the more and more I like it. Um, it's when, when I played it on the PlayStation 4, it was really glitchy and really buggy, and the fan noise were really loud. But playing it on PS5 is like playing an entirely different game. And... Um, it's just really, 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 really good. So I, I'd I'm recommend glad you've that. said that. I'm glad you've said that because <clears throat> I'm getting to the towards the end of what I'm playing at the minute, and I've got one game lined up that I know I want to play, but then I want something else. And I was umming and ahhing about Days Gone, um, so yeah. I think I might dip into that. Although I feel like I'm going to be following you because as you get onto what I did, I'm, I'm more or less doing what you've done the last few months. <laughs> no, that's good then because at least we can talk about them. <laughs> um, and then, film-wise, have I watched anything worthwhile? I watched it because uh, uh, I'm moving over to Spain. I've been watching nothing but Spanish um, TV programs and Spanish films, and I did see a few good ones. So I rattled through Money Heist on Netflix. That's really good. That's proper good fun. It's a bit cheesy. It's a bit twee, but it's good fun. Um, and there was another one called The Mess You Leave Behind, which is like based on a book, so it's a limited one-off series, only about eight episodes in it, and that was really good. Like a mystery thrillery type thing. Is it about you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, no, it's um, it's about Brexit voters. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> for a second, then, I thought you'd been serious. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. Um, but yeah, that's quite good. And yeah, that's about it, really. But yeah, definitely, definitely, highly recommend Days Gone. It just did. It occurred to me when I'm playing it that like PlayStation have just got a very good grasp of like horizon and spider-man um of having these open world games where there's enough variety and things to do to keep you going and then they're glossy enough and um the production values are good enough and the acting's kind of good enough that you never really get bored of them do you um it's, so they seem to be quite good at that what days gone days gone no, it's a PS4 exclusive, PS PlayStation exclusive. It's by Bend Studios, who um, they previously done um, a couple of exclusives for the PSP, and then they did the PlayStation Vita version of Uncharted, and then ah. went on to do this. Well, that wasn't the game I was thinking of playing then, <laughs> because ah. it was something that I'd seen on the Xbox on Game Pass. So I don't know what that was, but never mind. Ah. You're not thinking of. Um... <coughs> Plants decay. versus zombies. What's it called? State um, of Decay. State of Decay, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's all right as well, but it's not as good as Days Gone. So, yeah, that it's was the, me. That State of Decay is just um, Walking Dead simulator. Walking Dead, the RPG. So, I mean, and this is as well. I mean, they all are, aren't they? So, you've got, like, this is one take on it, and then you've got State of Decay is another take on it, and then you've got um, Last of Us is another take on it. The thing that I like about... Um, days gone 
from a gaming perspective, as a gamer, it's a better game than Last of Us. It's just not got as good of a narrative thread running through it. But in terms of gameplay and what there is to do, there's more to do. And then the, the zombies, there's so many of them. The, 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 the unique selling point a day is gone. It's like you can have a horde of a thousand zombies chasing you, running after you while you're having to dive on your bike and launch bombs off the back of it at them and be chased. Over. They, you know, they're, then they're fast. They're not like meandering slow zombies. Got, but, you know, you'd be driving past on your bike and one will jump out of a tree and just swipe you off it you know that kind of thing so yeah, it's pretty good but yeah that's mm. me but you then daniel i've been playing off the back of your recommendation mark jedi fallen order oh yeah you'd started this last time but you'd not got right far had you so how, how far in are you oh, now i think um, so yeah it's starting to get a bit dark without spoiling things mm. um good though isn't it i've just uh yeah i've just gone through some sort of um, flashback scenario where lots of children are being murdered because oh, it yeah, takes place just after nasty, Revenge of the Sith, doesn't it? In, that's yeah. that's in just your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah, in, in the Star Wars universe, it takes place just after Revenge of the Sith. So there's obviously all that um, the call of the children that's, that goes Order sixty six. Yeah, that's mm. it. So there's some flashbacks to that, uh, and then I think I know what's happening but it's, it's kind of revealing itself. It's interesting so far. I've tried to read up a little bit about it, avoiding spoilers, uh, and I kind of agree with, with one review that I read, if I'm honest, that said, it's not groundbreaking as a game. It's very good. The storytelling's not anything groundbreaking again, but what they have done is made a Star Wars game that's fun to play, which we haven't had for a long time. So mm. if they can take that as a base and build on it with a sequel, which I think they announced last week or this week sometime, or maybe I've got the dates wrong, but recently announced a sequel to it, I believe. It should be, it should be good fun. What else have I played? Not a lot, really. That's kind of been taking up my time when I've had a chance to game. Um, obviously, Zippy Race, but we'll come on to that. Um, I've watched a couple of things on Netflix. I don't know if this was last time or this time netflix series called the night what was it called now the night murderer or the night stalker or something the documentary one blocking yeah yeah was yeah it's good the night it? stalker it is yeah, yeah, the, yeah really about the serial killer the night stalker where he has the devil sign on his hand and stuff like that the hail satan guy yeah so it, it, it was all late was it late 80s that was happening mm. So do you you would have been you lot you both would have been fifteen ish. Yeah, do, I don't remember do you recall it that at all in history. No, no, I don't. I, I watched the documentary, but I, it's not something where I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I don't remember anything about it whatsoever. Oh. Is it is it a bit American centric? Maybe maybe that that's why we didn't catch it. Maybe, yeah, probably. We were too busy. We were too busy pointing at the Channel Tunnel and pulling <laughs> down the Berlin Wall. Yeah, maybe. But he, he, um, he was a bit of a maniac. He was weird. It's, it's worth watching though. <laughs> oh, not one of those crazy serial no, killers. Right. <laughs> what I mean is, serial killers have all got patterns, haven't they? And this guy didn't seem to have any discernible pattern. He would have all got spirograph. Yeah, and, you know. they've all got spirograph. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, his pattern would just kill shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you were so hard to catch, isn't it? Because it's just like yeah. it had no pattern. So it wasn't like they go, oh, he's killing prostitutes. He's probably going to be there, 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 or there. It's like he's killing anyone. Could be anywhere. 
madness. <laughs> We've also I've also watched been started watching Taskmaster because someone said, "Oh, watch that! It's funny," and I'm actually really enjoying it. It's What's on that? U- it's Dave, all right, isn't UK, it? Ca- it's all right, Taskmaster. With Greg Davis Never and Alex it. Horn. They get five celebrities oh, up. Oh, the wife were trying to get me to watch this, but because she'd suggested it, I, I shied away from it, so maybe I'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, each each um, series has got five different celebrities on it, and this one I'm watching has got Doc Brown, the rapper, Joe, what's he called, with big beard and hair. Always wears mm. a brown suit. It looks like a bit no of a tramp. Idea. Anyway, John Richardson's on it, that Canadian... Um, feminine woman. <laughs> got my mind to They have lots on there, don't they? Yeah, Richard Osmond. It's very funny. Yeah, they just get them to do random things, and it's funny how you see people approach it differently. In terms of films, we <laughs> Harrison was over at the weekend and said, let's watch a film, and he picked something, and we're going through all sorts of things, and he found, we stopped on Spies in Disguise. Now, I hadn't heard of this film, but whoever managed to pitch this idea to the animation studio i think it's a dreamworks thing um it's genius so will <laughs> what smith is it then? will smith is effectively james bond okay. and tom holland is a nerdy scientist that's trying to um make his way in mi5 or the american version of that um and He's, but he's inventing stuff that isn't like dangerous. Like he'll invent invent something that fires glitter into the air and it forms a kitten. So everyone stops fighting. They all go ah, and then James Bond can run through everywhere. James Bond's character, I can't what they call him, but Will Smith's character gets framed for something and he needs to get away. So he goes to this scientist. Goes, you need to make me disappear, and he just perfected making a pigeon feather disappear. So Will Smith drinks this potion. He doesn't realise that that's the serum, but he drinks the serum. And it it turns into a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a spy who then becomes a pigeon who has to fight crime as a as a pigeon. And it sounds okay. ridiculous, but it's actually it's just silly, and it's worth watching. Um, it's one of those silly. You don't have to pay attention to it. It's it's, it's humorous. I'd watch it. Other than that, okay, that's cool. me. Go watch Will Smith get turned into a pigeon and fight crime. Okay, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> ah. Well, what have I been doing then? Yeah, what Let's have you been round, doing? Bit round table chat. What have you been doing? It was awfully rude of us, wasn't it? We prattled on and didn't even ask you. What have you been doing, no, Sil? didn't. But that's that's the life of the host, isn't it? We knew, when you've got we knew chair, it were coming. You can be ignored too. I've watched WandaVision, which is up to episode five. I now we're really into spoiler territory, so I don't think it's... Don't say anything then, because I've only got to three. Because I can't binge it, I've just stopped. So I'm going to wait till the okay. end. Oh, no, I like the... we. Me and both kids sit up Friday night. And make a night of it. That's our Friday night TV viewing. So it's a bit. It's turned into a bit of event TV. The slow feed and the drip and the reveal. Uh, episode four, you'll be very. It starts to pull things together. Ah, good. But yeah, it's good. I've watched. It's a sin on Channel Four oh, from. Uh, yeah, we watched Russell that. Russell T Davis. I about, have watched um, this. Jen was watching it, and I, I was gaming. But yeah, what did you think? It's uh, really, really good. It's heartbreaking and hilarious in equal amounts. Mm. Uh, you know, we covered it a few a few pods ago when I unearthed, when I was decorating this house, a copy of the sun underneath the carpet. And they referred to Freddie Mercury as potentially having the gay plague 
AIDS and we all laughed at how ridiculous their terminology was and how backwards it was but that seems to be commonplace in the 80s that that's what that's what they called it that's what they, they just treat them like um outcasts and it's got parallels with this pandemic it's they're locking people with aids up in hospital rooms as prisoners because they didn't know how it was transmitted uh it, it when you watch the first episode of it everyone moves to london early 80s gays are accepted you can be as gay as you want no one asks any questions within reason, obviously. Can be as gay still... as you want. I think you're either gay or you're not. Well, they... <laughs> well and be accepted. Okay. You don't have to hide it. And you can see at the end of this first episode, there's only five episodes, end of this first episode, that they're so excited. They're amongst other other gays and they're having the time of their life and you just know what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. There's a certain levity in it that that's really good. It, it, it's not, it's not a grim documentary. It's got a nice balance across it. Uh, there's lots, obviously, there's lots of bumming in it, so it's not for the kids. Or if you read the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what well, I saw of it, I thought they, I thought they had the tone really perfect. So because yeah. because like the, I say, and the thing is, Russell. Russell T Davis who did wrote Queer as Folk yeah. and Doctor I didn't think Who it were as good as that. But yeah. No but but you can tell it's written well he lived he lived in this 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 quote unquote world Doctor in the 80s and he watched his friends die yeah, yeah. Doctor Who did you? <laughs> and he watched his friends die and he and he saw how it, it just go watch it. It's 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 really really. I good. forgot about this, but yeah, we watched it as well, and it was annoying me. It was confusing the hell out of me because they filmed a lot of it in Manchester, and they're supposed to be living in London. And I remember the pub that they're in. I think a lot of the time is the Star and Garter, and I used to go in there every now and again. So I'm watching that, going, are they? In, have they moved back to Manchester? Are they, which are well, there? I got well confused. <laughs> Well, the first episode, Doogie Howser, old old man Doogie Howser, is in it, and they're sat in the Marble Arch. Yeah, yeah, they sit in Marble Arch, yeah. don't they? It's like that's the Marble Arch. I had to jump onto that to jump onto uh, IMDb or whatever and go, where is this filmed? Yeah, it's Manchester. But yeah, it's really good. Watch that. I've been playing. I don't know why we're on Game Pass. So I went back to Tomb Raider, the, which the one? first reboot, the definitive edition, the first one where Lara is basically trapped like a the rag reboot, doll for yeah. eight hours and just thrown about the screen. Yeah, yeah it's quite good. Uh, I, I, I have, yeah, it's all right. And I remember I have played it before, mm. and I know I've played it before, but I can remember about five percent of it. I can remember certain areas that were difficult because they've stuck in my head, but I can't remember the story. I can't remember anything. So on one hand, it was completely forgettable. But on the other hand, it's a really good game. It's it's a bit weird. I think that's that's fair. I remember playing it, and it's it's um it, it it's a bit. I remember it being relentless. So you you just get to the end of something, and then there'd be a, a tiny little respite, and then Breath, you'd be then yeah. falling down some canyon or something, or going down a river, and like fuck, you know. Um, the thing that I didn't like about that first one was the lack of tombs. Yeah, there's not many tombs for a Tomb Raider. No, they really addressed that in the most recent one, which is not that recent anymore. But I think the first one was good because it established the law and what have you. And then the second one, they made kind of the Dead Space 3 error of turning it far too actiony. It almost felt like you were playing a, a cover shooter for most of the thing with a few set pieces in it. And then I think with the third one, they knocked it out of park, I think. It was... A, 
really, 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 really good game, I think, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, but yeah, the first one's pretty good. I've also, it's the 35th anniversary of Zelda. Ooh. So, yeah, so I've been streaming on a Sunday night. I've turned Zelda into uh, Zelda Sundays. It's over on my Soldable Twitch channel. Every Sunday night, I settle down to play all of the Zelda franchise from the start. Oh, God. <laughs> so for the past couple of Sundays, I've been playing Legend of Zelda on the NES, seeing as the randomizer didn't pick it out for us. Uh, I've nearly boxed it off. I've got two two temples left to do. And it's all right. Everyone drops by, says hello, sees me struggle with a, a 35-year-old game. Do you think there's ever been a point in your life where you've been actively playing two games, both beginning with Z? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you were playing more than one Zelda at once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't think, as we've established on this, there aren't many Zeldas. No, that's what I was going at. Yeah. But that is the legend of Zelda. So... I've only really been playing Zippy Race. Yeah. Pedantic. What, what would you put it on the TRL? Just L, yeah. In terms of music, there's I sent I sent you guys a link to this lady. If you like Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac, that kind of thing, called Pearl Charles. Pearl Charles. I definitely Charles, do like Stevie uh, Nicks a lot. So that's right. Well, Charles. the first single sounds like <laughs> the first single yeah. off it called. <laughs> <laughs> the first single of it called Only for Tonight sounds Only like ABBA which is no bad thing but the rest of the album Magic Mirror sounds more like that 70s California sound Ooh. so get on that cool you might dig that but that's that's me that's me in a nutshell that's what Ooh. I've been up to for the last fortnight that's all of us so, I've been playing then come on then spaffers in the face with your zippy race knowledge this is the game the game that we've been playing. Right, Zippy Race is one of the most in-depth, complicated games I've played throughout this journey. <laughs> Called Zippy Race. It was developed and released by Irem of R-Type fame onto the Famicom in July the 18th, 1985. Zippy Race is actually a Famicom version of an arcade game which outside of Japan was known as Moto Race USA and Traverse USA in Europe. You're going to just skip right past that, are you? I mean, you're just going to skip straight past the fact that it came out the same, exact same day and year as I did. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that, yeah. that. Of the two things yeah. created on the 18th of July, 1985, I'm not sure which one's more simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zippy Race is a motorbike racing game where you're tasked with racing from the east coast of the United States, starting with LA, all the way to the west and the ultimate destination of New York. That's it. That is it. So hey, hey guys, I've got to get my motorbike. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cycle. What's up with? I'm gonna cycle all the way from LA. To New York in about five minutes. <laughs> that can't be done. But it's it it's not all just the same, is it? Top down racing. Then yeah. once you've done the top so, down bit, looks like hang on, things coming at you. Yeah, there's there's two formats to the race, if you like. There's a, a top down race where you are racing on a road. Yeah. And your objective is to pass cars that are coming towards you. Yeah. 
and they, you oh, do you mean that other a, bit? You, you mean that other bit where they, they're just flying at you? Yeah, that's, and that's then, the, yes, that and lasts then about it, ten seconds. Comes, comes, yeah. yeah, I thought that was like a loading screen for the next bit. <laughs> 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 just an interactive loading bit. It lasts about ten seconds. <laughs> The music is absolutely awful on that. Oh, it is, isn't it? Well, the music, the music through the whole thing is um, is little tiny loops over and over again. But the uh, we should save it. But yeah, that bit is particularly annoying. So yeah, you've got the top-down road where you've got to get past cars and you and traverse it on curve. Spy hunter type thing, yeah, isn't it? Very much like spy hunter. In fact, Tron had jumped on the stream and I was streaming. He said, "When do you get the?" the weapons when does the when does the truck come that, you know and I went oh and he just said ah it's not spy hunter <clears throat> there it, and yeah so you get the and then there's a second up uh, alternative view where you're from behind like hang on super hang on but then there's the other top down view where you're racing through a desert swampy environment so it's a desert with streams oddly isn't it yeah it's, where you can hit ramps to jump over see that's again top down I'll go over logs yeah, avoid logs and boulders. And that, that, my ladies and gentlemen, is it. Five levels of that. And then when you finish those five levels, it's, you it, go around again, but at a faster it, CC. Yeah, it's three levels, really, in it. It's mm -hmm. city. Three, yeah, three settings. City but backdrop. Five destinations. City back, backdrop, weird desert, but they just call them different names. Yes. And it just loops those, doesn't it? There's not a great deal else you can say about this. Would anybody care to add to that? Because I don't think I can. Cities, when you're driving to them on the on the behind view, gives you a little city view at the top, doesn't it? So in Las Vegas, you've got all the casinos. You've got the casinos and New York. You've got the Statue of Liberty. Yes. Yeah, St. Louis, St. Louis, you've got the spirit of St. Louis flying past, across. Yeah, yeah. I assume that's what that plane is. Ah, right, okay, that makes sense now. I thought they were going to get interested there and that we were going to drop a bomb or something like that and then I was just like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> right, okay. No. Oh, so well, that, that explains oh, no. its purpose. Yeah, it's like, oh, hang on a minute, the, something um, interesting's going to happen. Oh, no, it didn't, it didn't, don't worry. No, no, back to the bottom. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> The from behind view is a little bit different to the top down view, whereas in the top down view, again, you have to get past cars. The from behind view, you've got to avoid motorcycles, which seem intent on cars. cars. The cars. Homing. They're like homing missiles. Yeah, the cars, They're not motorcycles. Just the cars? Yeah, the yeah, cars. The cars. But, but, but yeah, it's like, it's literally, course, yeah. it's like yes, you're driving yes, yes, on so. the wrong side of the road, isn't it? <laughs> but they actually want to hit well, you. It, they yeah, just it, come flying straight at you. It seems every side's the wrong side. Yeah. Yeah. No matter where you are, they come out. I think yeah, it's yeah. a case of like easy rider where they're out to get you. And they're just going to try and run you down. <laughs> and it's, it's so strange as well that there's no real... I mean, there is at the side, but I didn't notice that at first. I'm looking, you're waiting for a finish line or something. And there isn't one. Just all of a sudden, it just fucking stops and it flashes you onto another bit. And you're like, what's happened? What's happened here? Why has this happened? And then that bit finishes before you know it. And you're in a desert and you're like, what? Okay, right, cool. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you've got, yeah, it's a good point that you you do have as, as like a, um, a gauge of how far through the level you've got uh, a progress meter on the side, don't you? It's very, very similar. If you're struggling to picture this, listeners, it's very similar to a game called Road Avenger which is, again, a 
looks just like it top down racing view thing um, and instead of a progress bar and yeah and it's actually what we've not pointed out is every time you take a hit every time you crash you lose a bit of fuel and your fuel's also so your you timer isn't it yeah yeah it's, you, yeah, it's acting as your timer do really, you mean yeah. so you're punished for every crash you, but you can pick up fuel on the way as well do you mean Road Avenger because that's a Sega CD game isn't it where you, it's quick to vent, just a quick time game or am I what am I Road Warrior I don't know I'm I have no idea uh, Road Avenger Sega know. Retro I've had maybe. an Irish coffee oh get you so we can't give too much more away. So we, you may as well sidestep into your cultural interlude, because otherwise yeah. we're going to end, we're going to have no to talk about after it. Well, yeah, that that sums it up, doesn't it? Because there is nothing else to say. Ugh. It is so basic. Uh, but w- one thing, yeah, one. Maybe we can say one more thing then. I'm really clutching at straws <laughs> to pull anything out of this. We. Uh, the cars seem to aim for you, as opposed to make it easy to pass, don't they? They seem to block you, the, the and right up until yes, you pull up alongside you. them, and then they go, oh, well done, sir, well done, well done, feel free to pass, feel free to pass. So it's a really weird kind of setup where, no, you're not getting past me, you're not getting past me, you're not getting past me, oh, all right, you twisted my arm. It's really weird. Um, but I did I did like that they, they seemed to make it kind of, you couldn't get sandwiched between them, you never got gypped. So that was quite good because there was quite a few occurrences where I thought he's going to jip me here where there's nowhere I can go and it never did. If there was nowhere for me to go, I always managed to stay alive. I thought that was quite nice. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. I can't, I can't find anything else. I can't find... There's no secrets. There's no There's no hidden bonuses. There's no uh, hidden levels. There's no variety. Not there's a, no. no will to play again. <laughs> no, I no, play it's, it's got nothing, has it, really? Even as <sighs> simple. Right, Snake's a simple game. <laughs> I'll play. I'll play Snake all day long. Yeah, this is a simple game. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for nothing. people listening. Dan keeps fucking around with his camera. So the reason I was giggling then was because he'd switched it upside down and he was dangling his arms, so it looked like he was uh, hanging from the ceiling. It's childish, I know, but it was amusing. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Carry on. So. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just well, that's clearly how much en- engaged he was with Zippy Race because yeah, I'm waiting for you to go to cultural I... interlude, please. Yeah, me too. Well, it's I played it for least... two hours. What? There isn't two hours worth of play there. I know, and that's why I never played it again. <laughs> Moving swiftly on to our... Cultural interlude! So, yeah, before we jump into our final thoughts on Zippy Race, let's check out what was going on at the time of its release in, in the UK. Music, films, and, of course, games. Ta-da! July the 18th. 1985, as mum was pushing you, Daniel, out of her chuff. Never happened. This is what happened. Sunroof on it. Sunroof job. Oh, ah, yeah, sunroof, because you got all stuck in that. Feet first, card around my neck. Safety first. Smart lad, me. Nice. Not falling on my head, am I? I'm gonna I'm gonna change this up. We're getting near to the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in reverse. Whoa. So it's a surprise. No, okay then, go on. So at number four oh, you mean like the normally heading head towards like a countdown. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the top of the pops usually. Like a works. countdown. Like 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 top of the pops. At number four, cooling the gang with the absolutely saccharine drenched awful song that is Cherish. Lovely, hey. 
Rouge. Um, yeah. There's no with that song. Yeah, it's all right, that. Right, there isn't. Until your dad If you've not it. already... Yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. If you hadn't already released Jungle Boogie, Jungle mm, Boogie, I guess so. or Celebrate know. Good Time, come on, or various other super funky tracks well, to, to release this, which sounds like a tampon advert. Can't, can't be pigeonholed. So. They don't want to get pigeonholed, do they? Got some range to the yeah. to the music. Listen, guys, we've got a problem. Everyone thinks we're too funky. I've written this bollocks that sounds like a tampon advert. Let's get it released quick. <laughs> yeah. Release that tampon quick. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They're all on the beach around fires wearing sweaters mm. in the video. It's interesting. Maybe it's winter. And number two was Crazy Frog. Oh, no, sorry. Number two was Harold Faltermeyer with Axel F. Ding, 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 ding. Obviously, it was uh, famous for being on the Beverly Hill Cop soundtrack. Mm -hmm. The banana and the tailpipe. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, there's loads. What else is there? I can't remember. Yeah, under pressure. I watched recently Mm. his um, stand-up where he's in the red leather... um, it called raw yeah delirious it's brilliant the, the, one of them it's not aged well yeah, oh no. i still love the, the the bit of that though where he's on about the barbecue is still one of the finest stand-up stories ever. i thought the ice cream bit was funny yeah um, um one's raw and one's delirious yeah, raw's terrible raw's really really bad i think delirious has held its own all right i think raw's dreadful though there was just lots of references to gay people, and they were like, "Ooh, backs against the walls, stay away from me." I'm like, uh, yeah. it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not aged well, is it? Different times, yeah. different <laughs> times. Number one, the Sister Sledge with Frankie. Do you remember me? Frankie. Yeah, that's alright. Do right. you remember? I don't think I've ever heard that song. What? It's that's because you would come, you would come flying out of your mum. Yeah, my mum, our mum, full of whatever fluid it is. Yeah, ambiotic juice or whatever it is. It's probably been played since that day. I would imagine, but I don't think I've heard it. You couldn't hear it through the placenta. If someone said to me, "Name a Sister Sledge song," I would be here years before I said the word Frankie. Mm. What about We Are Family? Yeah, I said that. I got all my sisters and me. Yeah, it's probably oh, first time all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Frankie. Um, Any now, Rogers. Snow, going snow, going going down a hill. On the snow. <laughs> okay, yeah, that popular <laughs> sister sledge song. Sledge. sledge yeah, I got I got the reference. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Moving on to the albums. <laughs> so at number seven in the albums is our friend Sting, with his first album, The Dream of the Blue Turtles. Right? So, obviously, we're all familiar with, with the police. So, this is where we're going to show our ignorance, or I am, at least. So, I always thought that Sting's first solo single was Englishman in New York. Oh, I'm an alien. I'm, I'm an alien. I'm <laughs> a legal I'm alien. alien. I'm first alien. good one. <laughs> well, yeah, so this, I've listened to all the tracks on this and all the videos. I don't recognize any of them. But it sold a shed load really? in the states, and it's really weird jazz-inspired, off-kilter pop. Mm. It's like um, it, it's like um, it's almost like trying to be Talk Talk or something, but it's not. The broadband provider, good as Talk Talk. 
Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> the um I'll give it that. that. Rigby and, chap and number that two. I watch quite a lot of. He loves Sting and he thinks the music that Sting makes is like the best music and you cannot imitate Sting because it's so weird. Yeah, you said it's, this two I, episodes sorry, ago. I'll show then. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. At number two. Ali Jones, All Through the Night, which is just a lovely collection of, of uh, choir boy classics. So he's, he's obviously coming off the back of Walking in the Air. <laughs> Number but, two, it's yeah, Ali Jones this. with Music for Saddle to Wag to. <laughs> yeah, there was there also in the top ten. There was a, a collection of choir boy songs as well or something. So people have obviously gone... <laughs> Uh, choral Quiet music bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, can you remember where you were in 1985 at the choir party frenzy? <laughs> Under um, the altar. But at number one, at number one was Bruce Springsteen with Born in the USA. So without this, you wouldn't have had Bon Jovi who was trying to just imitate him all his life. So Do you think... I follow... Ooh. That's what he aimed for. Was it's it? not what he got. Bon Jovi can sing, can't he? And Bruce can't. Yeah, Bruce is... Well, there's no one else sounds like Bruce Springsteen, is it? It's that same Rod Stewart argument. Rod Stewart can't sing, but no one else sounds like him. Yeah. I follow a Twitter okay. account called Fess Hole, where people <laughs> anonymously confess to things. And mm. um, one of them, I think it was today, actually, said something like, Bruce Springsteen can't sing his shit and he's never released anything worth listening to and it was just, it was just followed by a lot of people underneath going okay but you're wrong uh, and I was thinking um, not far wrong it's not really. far wrong yeah, yeah. he can't fucking play guitar yeah. either he's just shy opinions out facts yeah, mine are <laughs> unless they're ours yeah he can't play guitar though that's not an opinion that is uh, I mean he could he could play a bit he'd probably play as well as you so yeah I mean he's not Ingrid J. Malmsteen is he but <laughs> okay, yeah he's not a shredder I watched him for about three hours at Glastonbury and I can't remember any of it I don't know whether that's because I was <laughs> yeah. inebriated or um, I think I might have fallen asleep stood up <laughs> just so down <laughs> I always think about that Glastonbury performance and Chris CMP listener fan he, I always recount him saying, I think about three songs in, he said, is there going to be saxophone on every song? Because this will be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all, I mean, I, I skipped. I didn't, I didn't go watch Bruce Springsteen. I went somewhere else. But, I, I was stood but on that, my that own. That always there. sticks out whenever he's on. Is there going to be saxophone in every song? Because this will be a problem. <laughs> I was, Something along those lines. We were up by the um, ice cream van. We just watched someone else, Canberra was. And... You all buggered off, and I went. Well, I'm going to stay and watch Bruce Springsteen because I'm not going to get a chance to watch Bruce Springsteen much. It was a wasted three hours, but I stood on my own. Some inebriated local <laughs> turned around and she went, "Here, where's all your mates?" <laughs> I went, "Oh, they've all gone to watch someone else." And they went, "Here, come and have a dance with us." So I was like, "All right." <laughs> and then after about another ten, the German, another ten minutes, she turned around and she went. Ear, because that's how all the senses start. She went, Ear, if I was 10 years younger, I'd have sex with you. <laughs> I went, oh, thanks, I guess. <laughs> like I didn't get a choice. 
<laughs> I would have had gone... sex with you. <laughs> it should have gone well, like, seeing as you're 10 years older, I'll just have a notch then. <laughs> Nobody wants. Well, I would too, but, but Spring. I couldn't get into my flow while Springsteen's on. <laughs> uh, films. What were we queuing up at the local uh, ABC, Canon, Odeon, Multiplex, single screen cinema? At number five was The Breakfast Club a little-known film by a little-known man called John Hughes mm. with Emilio Estevez, uh, Anthony Michael Hall with the squeaky voice. Oh, that I, it's really unaged well. <laughs> it's still good, but it's not half ponderous Ugh. and slow. I tried watching it with Josh. Nah. And you, when you're watching these things and you've watched them that many times, you don't actually notice. But then you try watching it with someone new and you're putting yourself through their eyes. You're thinking, this, you, it's not holding your attention whatsoever, this, is it? No. And it's it's slow. I mean, there, when I was when I was 15, that was the best thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, we all wanted to be like I Jim think, Nelson, didn't I we? I think once you got to 18, you realised it were a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and number three... A view to a kill. A view to a kilt. That's what I remember. The song goes. No, it's Roger Moore's last one in it, and Christopher Walkenen. It could, yeah, Christopher Walken as Max Zorri. Do you remember? He could. Sorry, do you remember on a gaming tip the Amstrad CPC game that went along with this? Because it was actually right good. By Domark. I, I, I can't Mark. remember who it was by, but it was like four games all smashed into one. It was all all different little snippets of games. It was really, really good. Better than film. I remember I snuck to into kill. the cinema. My, my cousin took me to watch this. It's not right good, is it? I was nine, so I'm not sure how he got me in. Well, because it's a PG, I swear it were it? a 15. No, he won't, no. The, un- was it? the only James Bond that was ever a 15 were licensed to kill. The view to a kill, that would, ah, it, were, right. it were PG. The, it was famous for him, that Renault losing the back of it, wasn't it? The famous mm. car chase where he goes on the top of the bus and stuff. And you can see Roger Moore really struggling to climb the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but did, have you seen the bit where he goes to Max Zorin's house? Max Zorin so is Christopher Max, Walken, yeah. Max yeah, Christopher Walken. And he's obviously like, oh, this James Bond guy. They know who he is. It's like, we've got this dodgy guy. And he's got this hot <clears> girlfriend <throat> in Grace Jones. <laughs> and Roger Moore kind of just sneaks into her bed, gets undressed, and just, she comes in and he's like, pats the bed or whatever. He's just like, come in. <laughs> That's some ballsy move. I can't watch. I can't. I can't watch any of those Roger Morlands. I can't take them seriously. I obviously didn't watch well, them the point. when they were around the first time because they were yeah. kids. That's why they had kid, to but reset. Yeah, I think this is, yeah, this, I know this is the, the way. Point, but. Yeah, this is the way you kind of They're almost a parody goes. of themselves, aren't they? The, no, but that is the point, because you kind of got, you know, Roger, it's, uh, Sean Connery was serious Bond, and then Roger Moore was funny Bond, and then Timothy Dalton was serious Bond, and then Pierce Brosnan was, Pierce Brosnan was funny Bond, and now we've had serious Bond again, which is why whoever they're doing next, they need to switch it now to be the over-the-top, cartoony, crazy one, so that when they ground it again, it feels good again. <laughs> See, I, I you, you're gonna be, you'll be getting a phone call from George Lazenby's estate there, Matt, tonight. George Lazenby, he sits with Dalton. I actually think that that, um, that that is one of the best Bond films. I don't know, it wouldn't rank him as one of the best Bonds, but I think that 
his, his Bond film is probably one of the best. It's got down a rig in it. It's just it's a great film. Rough, that it's rough, a really it's a real shame it didn't it didn't have a good Bond. <laughs> you see, I I didn't mind Pierce Brosnan. I know that it's probably because that was my era of James Bond. Timothy Dalton had mm. gone, and there was a big gap before Pierce Brosnan came along. But I don't think he was overly silly. I don't. He struck a a, a kind of a balance between that Roger Moore and being hard at times yeah, the, that kind it, of... the films were the problem yeah. that's the pro- invisible ice invisible cars and an ice hotel it's like come yeah, on I think they were bad films yeah, I mean, for who, a half who, decent who, which four year old wrote this they've all had really good ones though like Brosnan Goldeneye is absolutely brilliant and then Roger Moore's Living Let Die I think is absolutely amazing oh, I love Living Let Die still I brilliant now so Tomorrow Never Dies is one of my favourites where he's controlling is the car it? with his mobile phone you know yeah, BMW, he jumps that. off the roof yeah. <laughs> Oh, but really? all of the Daniel Craig ones are insanely good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, Quantum of Solace is a bit of a drag. It's but... not though if you if you watch it straight after the yeah if you want a five hour yeah, session yeah then it's context. So what, anyway, what can... we digress. Film number one, yes. <laughs> number one, Police Academy two, their first assignment. Fucking brilliant. Now. This yeah, I would certainly have, they, could you say eighties any more than this? Right slap bang in the middle of the decade, it just screams eighties. But my cousin also took me to this. This was a fifteen. This wasn't was it? definitely a fifteen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is the one we said, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Harry, Harry blew a card, blew blew a fart. <laughs> I thought he was related. I had to, I had to Google it. Is is Charlie Kelly related to Zed from Police Academy? And he's not. Bob Cat Goldthwait, his name is. He should actually, if you IMDb yeah. him, he's a director now and he's done some really good stuff, like quite off the wall, quirky, um, sort of wrong comedy type things. He's also been involved in, in I can't remember which series it is. Um, but yeah, he's 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 quite he's a, and he's a, he's done stand up as well. So he's, that that Zed guy is actually a lot better than you would expect for him being said. Mm. <laughs> it's just, I, I do think well, that, 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 always... that was his stand-up. That, oh. that seemed to be stand-up stick anyway, wasn't it? Uh, That's just what he kind of was on, on stage, I think, that Zed right. persona. Makes sense. I just think, so at times, Charlie on Always Sunny can dip into being Zed almost. I'm like, are they related? Because <laughs> when he starts shouting and getting all leery, I'm like, it's very very close to him. Let's see what was happening in games. On the 18th of July, 1985, it was issue 46 on the shelves in Woolworths. Woolworths! Woolworths. On the cover was a little-known boxer called uh, Frank Bruno. Frank Bruno. And, yep, he was... uh, they, They awarded Frank Bruno Boxing the Blitz game this month calling it a champion but in reality looking back it's just a punch punch out rip off really, isn't it is we're just like crazy characters that a bad thing if it's done well it's not a bad thing it's 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 a punch out for people at home i guess on your on your eight bits now for the nez the looking at the image of frank bruno on that it looks like marcus rashford <laughs> it's a somehow it's a spitting image of marcus rashford I've dropped in here the characters. So back to what we were saying about problematic different times about Eddie Murphy's um, gay jokes, quote-unquote. Now, down here in these characters, they've got um, <laughs> some of the opponents that you come up with. Uh, you get the Canadian Crusher, 
who's just a big guy who looks like your man off punch out in the dungarees you've got someone in japan called fling long chop <laughs> is that racist yeah. so that's problem that's problematic straight away yeah <laughs> You've got someone in someone from Africa with a bone through his nose uh, <laughs> called Tribal Trouble. <laughs> Frank Bruno's racist boxing. <laughs> Not kidding. Uh, number eight, number the eighth opponent. You've got no, this, this, this guy from Mafia. Frank this, Bruno's sorry, racist this guy from... punch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a, sounds like a sitcom. And uh, your eighth opponent is from Italy. It's called Ravioli Mafiosi. <laughs> um, the one well, they invented was a French you, person, were they? Yeah, predictably, you, your French opponent is just simply called Frenchy. <laughs> Although oh, the, the, the the guy from the USSR is called uh, Andra Puncheredov, which is quite funny. <laughs> but yeah, again, again, <laughs> different times. Excellent. Oh, that's really tickled me, that one. <laughs> Punch your head off. But game of the month was Melbourne's House Way of the Exploding Fist. Oh, and rightly so. Which they 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 went on to say, forget Bruce Lee, make room for Way of the Exploding Fist. It's brilliant. <laughs> Fast and Furious. What more could you want? So no problematic racist like um, it's brilliant or anything like that in there. Thankfully, <laughs> different times. I really enjoyed that game. I remember really, really liking it. I found it to be a bit slow, whereas yeah, something like Ya Kung Fu was a bit fast. It reminded me of IK Karate on the... Yeah, International Karate was the same. Mm. IK, well, you had Karate Champ in the arcades, didn't you? That was very simple. It was so hard. The one with the two joysticks. <laughs> yeah, I played really, arcade, really, really I can't do it. That, I'm thought. useless, uh, but you had, yeah, around this time you had all those like one-on-one fights, didn't you? Yeah, Kung Fu, where the exploding fist, international, international karate, karate. That's my barbarian. Mind, yeah, <clears throat> barbarian. Yeah. yeah, springs to mind. I'll be with swords instead of feet. I used to yeah. love barbarian as a kid. I remember playing it. Yeah, good on one. The arm shadow of what had been about six or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the really lizard good. guy comes also, along and drags them off by the feet. Yeah. Also from Melbourne House at this time was Fighting Warrior, wasn't that? A, was that a side-scrolling? It was. Beat em up, or was um, that just a one-on-one fighter? I think it was an element of both, because I think you scrolled, had a fight, and then it scrolled and had another fight. Yeah. And the one I, the reason I remember this so clearly is you had it, Sol, and it had never fucking load. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Read Araby. And we used to we try on yours and then on mine and then we'd try getting a screwdriver in and adjusting the tape heads in the thing and I'd like once in every 4,000 times you tried that cassette it'd work and then when it worked it wasn't that good after no. all that why did we bother loading yeah. it yeah <laughs> it was shite <clears throat> never mind I remember showing I might have to play that now on, on, on some Amstrad emulator or something see what, see what and I like. can't imagine yeah. the disappointment when you first played well I probably can <laughs> remember but I remember showing someone Zippy at uni, race. Uh, someone at uh, an old job a young lad he's a few years younger than me by about 10 years almost and I showed him what we had to do to play an Amstrad game and how long it would take to load and they were like what what's with that noise why <laughs> why is it how long does this take and I'm like, it literally takes this long to load the game, and then it'd fail halfway through. Well, and then you get to play it, and I'd show him a game, and he was like, "That looks awful," because he's obviously used to playing stuff like 
PlayStation 4. Funny. Yeah. How we used to live. Spoiled. Arcade action. Pitfall 2. The Lost Caverns. Mm. Uh, They seem impressed with this, really, and suggest it might be better than the first. Now, I don't think that is likely the case because a lot of these were converted into Wonderboy. My Pitfall 2, my Wonderboy, is a Pitfall 2 conversion. It's got a Pitfall 2 sticker on it. Does it? So, mm, yeah, it's proper, it's official, it's a Sega board and everything, but it's a it's a Pitfall 2 Interesting. conversion. Interesting. And I can't really remember seeing it, but I did love Pitfall. I, I loved I Pitfall. I loved Pitfall, but yeah, I can't... Oh, I'm looking at it now. It doesn't look very good. <laughs> no. No. I don't know if it was David Crane either who did the original, but... Mm. Commando. No, I've they got some pants over on. here. Oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Commando or Commando? Commando. Uh, back in 1985, early days, they, they actually Commando from Japanese company Capcom. So that's how I think this might have been their fifth release or something. Wow. If you go back to Sun Sun Pirate Ship Higimaru, uh, 1942. It's. It's round about fifth release or something like that. Mm. But clearly early days for Capcom releases. It's good though. But they don't really say much about it. They just say, they just describe it. (laughs) Like you're going up a screen, you're shooting enemies. And then they complain that everything's khaki. I think it's a good game, Commander. Mm, It is. We had this in the pub. So um, we had... We had a few things around this time. We had a good runner. We had Commando, 1942, Kung Fu Master, Terra Cresta. Mm, yeah, and that's then a good old mix. That run, that run ended with a quiz machine. And it was like someone had ripped my heart out. And that was only like a two-year period when we were in, when we were in this certain pub in Pontefract. But I, I can remember being blown away by Commando. Absolutely blown away by it. Mm. And it's absolutely, for a nine, ten-year-old, it was absolutely solid. Yeah, it, it is and hard. It's still not so it's easy a good now. game, though. It is a great game. Uh, Mr. Charlie Farr, listener, Galaxian world record holder, he can 1cc it, surprisingly. Wow. That's <laughs> unsurprisingly. Impressive. Yeah, unsurprisingly yeah. if you know him. He's a, he's a ninja. That is it. That's your cultural interlude, you groovy bastards. <laughs> it, that's your music. How to make friends in your films. films. And your games. And that is it. Oh. Right, let's try and think of something so, to say about Zipiris then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, moving on to our final thoughts, in-depth analysis of the deep game that is Zipiris. What, 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 what I struggled with it to begin with. Why? I just, I just was, it was, I couldn't get beyond the first rear view level. Just really, I kept, I kept yeah, I kept crashing. Um, I kept, I just couldn't, couldn't deal with it at all. Once I realised that if you're accelerating and you get close enough to the cars and then move to the left or the right, and then they swing stop out at the moving. last minute. Yeah, then, yeah. Then it's a you have to play it almost like. Yeah, yeah, I went in immediately playing it. It's like a it. game of chicken. Yeah, I immediately went in playing it like Burnout, so I didn't really have any any kind of bother with it. Um, but, but yeah, if, if you've got to pass right close to everything, haven't you? Yeah, and then Basically. once, once yeah. I did get a grip of it, I thought, oh, okay, cool. And then I 
finished it and I thought, well, maybe something different is going to be a different challenge. Maybe there's something more coming. And it just got faster and then it was impossible to play. Mm. And I thought, enough of that. It's, it's a shame, really, because it was, I thought it was fun. But then there were nothing left. Yeah. There was just nothing there. Starts off. So whoosh, it went, and goes, oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought it were a fun game. I thought it were a fun little racer. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know what were going on. I didn't have the first clue what <laughs> were going on, as I mentioned earlier. Like I thought, I, I got I got what I thought was part way through some level, and then I were immediately, oh, it's behind me now. And hang on a minute, why are these flying at my face now? And then, all oh, right, I'm in a desert, and I wasn't really taking any notice of where I was going or what I was doing. Um, it wasn't until I played it for a bit that I was like, oh, right, I'm on a journey from there to there to there. And then, like you say, you're supposed to be going east to the west coast, but really, all it is is three levels. That's it. And yeah. the three levels are not right long. And that's it, In it? It's similar to that. What was that stupid, crappy Kage thing? Was a similar <laughs> setup, wasn't it? Legit. Yes, yeah, it was a similar setup where you've you've seen everything it's got to offer in five minutes. Yeah, and I think that is maybe a symptom of it being an arcade game previously, before it became a NES game, and, and they'd simply ported it and not done anything else with it in the same way they did with Legend of Kage. That they mm. ported it and then gone, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there really is and also, nothing there. It's really early days of the yeah. NES as well, isn't it? What, it's a year old or something? Yeah, I mean, you look at the I think graphically, it, it, it's painfully simplistic. It looks like an Amstrad or Spectrum game. It, it is yeah, It doesn't look like a it, NES game. I think it's got a certain it's charm to it. Though. Yeah, yeah. I like, look, the, the one thing I did like is the, the animation of the bike when it leaned and turned was yeah. quite smooth. That looked quite good. Um, but the, like I said, the roads and the grass and everything was very, 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 very basic. But, and I like um, the little guys checking muffling as well while he's driving. Yeah, it did. It did move, didn't it? And the 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 music was really annoying because you've got the music in the first section is quite nice. Dun, 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 but I actually sat and counted it, it's about twenty seconds, and it's twenty seconds over and over and over and over and over and over again. And then you get into the second bit, and that's about six seconds. Over mm. and over and over and over yeah. and over again. It, it's awful. Charlie Farr, who who is a pianist, he was saying on the stream, it's like someone's doing piano scales. It's horrible. Oh God, stop this torture. I get what I get. What you two have said. It it's uh, there's nothing wrong with your basic, as I've said earlier. Snake's basic. It's ace. There's nothing wrong with centipede in many respects is quite a basic looking thing. Asteroids is basic. Basic can be good. Mm. But the problem that I found with this game straight away was that the cars it's not so much a race, the game is called Zippy Race. Yeah, but and the it's cars not really just, a race, it's like an overtake no, challenge. The, yeah, because they, they they're preventing you from doing anything. Mm. So it wouldn't be so bad if, if there were if you had to try and get past them like Monaco GP the top-down Monaco GP from the olden days, mm. you know, that where it does feel like a race. Mm. They're not, and that's what I think uh, Daniel was just touching on there, is that the first feeling that you get when you play this is that it's broken. You're forced off the road uh, at every 
um, opponent. Mm. You're forced onto the verge and until you break at the last minute. Once you get that, you break at the last minute, then you can kind of scoop past. Uh, one trick I found was that if you held on the first I didn't break. Uh, round, the first five... Mm. There's A or B or something. One, one of the one of the buttons break. One accelerate. That's it. But if you hold them both down at the same time, you achieve some kind of equilibrium where the where you're never passing the cars, but you're, but you're not you're going them. at a constant rate. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And then you then you get to the end of the the first loop. You get to New York after five five stages, and then the second loop is a little bit more racy, but it's still that. We're just going to force you off the road. We're not even. Mm. We're not even going to participate in a race. We're just going to prevent you from passing, but, and it's just too frustrating. But yeah, you basically where when you move left, the cars move left. You move right, the cars move left. You just get right up their ass and spin out at the last. You, you move out at the last minute and you pass them. Because as Dan said, as soon as you as soon as you're a pixel in front of them, they then stop being aggressive. You know, so and, yeah. that, and that's it. And that's the only time really, I had to break on the log, like um, deserty level a couple of times but that that was it really I, I, this game didn't give me any bother but didn't give you any fun did it either um, no That's I, the thing. this is the thing i thought it was fun i liked it and then All right. and then it had finished and went back to the beginning and i were like i've only been playing this five minutes yeah and i've already finished it did you and that's all there is i think there's i think that in total there's five there's five levels in one loop and then there's five there's five loops. Well, all, but all it total, does is just keep so. up in the CCs of the bike. So well, I didn't really continue it much further because I was like, if this is all it's going to do, I'm not interested in going any further with it. You can level you can level that criticism at something like Mario Kart. That's all that does. It just gets faster. But mm, you just, it, it does more, doesn't it? It does more with it. When you've got power ups and you've got different opponents and you've got no, I mean every multiplayer. Every, and, it's got oh, levels. It's got fifty CC or one fifty of it. But what does the two-player bit do? Did did anyone do that? It's not for me. No, I imagine no. it'll be um, one. Take it one in at turns. Time, yeah. Did either of you play? Yeah. Did you either of you go and play the arcade game on which it's based? No. No, I, I, two hours. Two hours. It's actually me out. a fairly decent representation of the arcade game. So, yes, it is simplistic looking, but the arcade was pretty simple looking really the stages where you where it's following you from behind and the cars are coming at you on the arcade the cars come at you much quicker and it looks like much more of a challenge because really all mm. i did for that section was hang over either the far left or the far right of the track and then as soon as the car appeared i just started weaving over to the other side and then did vice mm. versa and that's all i did really for, them, hit, for them the arcade, bitch, the looks yeah. come at you a little quicker and the music nah. is but yeah, you more did... or less similar to the arcade as well. So, it, it, really? yes, it's not much of a game, but they've tried to port the arcade game, and they've got it fairly spot on, really. If the if the if this is really close to the arcade, I will not play that. Either. I mean, clearly, the, <laughs> the, clearly, the arcade game has more horsepower. You can see that playing it, but it's not a million miles away. It really isn't. Road Fighter. Oh, blimey. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Hi, Road listeners, fighter. if you can remember uh, 40 minutes ago when I questioned Soul on Road Avenger, <laughs> um, he meant Road Fighter. It's just come to me. But there's odd, odd design choices, though. So, like, on the on the right-hand side where you've got the fuel meter, in on the arcade yeah. and on the Sega SG-1000 version, you've got kind of a, a line up the side with the dots of where the different cities are. So you've got LA, Las, uh, Las Vegas, Houston, St. Louis, 
Chicago and New York. And it, why would they miss that off? Why would they choose not to show that part of it? Do you know what I mean? It's because um, they just an odd show. Thing to try they just show sort it's an odd of thing to the, say. Well, the, we're not bothered. One that. stage you're on to the next stage, don't they? That's it. That's all the show. I don't know. Don't know. I can't. I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what about scores then what do we reckon I think I think for me how many yeah how many awoogas I'm tempted to give it John Fashner awoogas I mean Chris Akabusi awoogas non-genuine awoogas yeah. it's probably what whatever I gave Legend of Kage well, I'm going to have a look now because that, that to me three, is this level you? or a two did I one of that kind it was low. I'm going to have a look now. <laughs> While you're looking, I think I've got to give it some props for it being fairly close to the arcade. They, what, they ported an arcade game, they did a half-decent job of it. You've got to give them something for that. But it's just not that much fun. It set it off as fun. I started enjoying it to begin with. Like, yeah, this is good. But it just didn't go anywhere. The phonometer stopped at 10 minutes in. Like, uh, right, okay. Uh, I give Kage two. Which is maybe what you want from an arcade game but not when you take it home when you've paid 50 quid mm-hmm. for it or whatever so I'd I'm probably going to go for a three three awoogas yep that's um, I don't want to talk about this anymore that's what it's getting from me three it, it's getting, the end it's getting the same two from me that uh, Kage got because it's for me exactly the same ex- thin um, experience mm-hmm. rip off that if I'd have bought this as a kid with, you know, my one game a year that I got and I got this, I would I would have quit gaming for life and took up football and been a prick. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> you stuck to gaming um... and the prick instead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it is a crappy race. Yeah, it's shite. See what you did there. Yeah. I think it's a shit name for it as well. And the other name, was it the US? Was it the Traverse, Traverse USA? It's more accurate of what you do. You go left to right, west to east. You traverse the USA in five stops. And when you get to the Statue of Liberty, you get a horrible version of Star Stangled Banner and it's, she wobbles a torch at you. God. Is, is there a fun fact about well, this, get, Dan, or is it, is, the, is it even more boring? The most, the most fun fact I could find for this was that it was released on the NES the same day I was born. That is it. <laughs> but it's really not. I can't find anything out about it. I've done a lot of research. I can't oh, find God. anything. I mean, the no, thing, the thing no is, though. Fun fact. So, was there out better? I mean, we're on Z, aren't we? Other than the obvious Zelda stuff. But even they don't begin with Z, do they? Because they're Legend of and all this sort of no. stuff. So, what, what could we have had? Yeah, I'll link to. Well, let the, the other Z games we could have been playing are Z, if you are from America. There is Zanak. Which is a vertical shooter. Shoot verticals. Mm. There is a, a game called Zombie, Zombie Nation, Zombie, <laughs> Zombie Nation, which is a which is a, a, a horizontal shooter. But you you're controlling a, a dismembered head. Mm, that's weird, isn't it? Okay. And you fight, and this head is firing things at that building. So you're blowing buildings up, shooting out of this head. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it, it looks quite bonkers you've what's, got what's that? Zen the intergalactic ninja that sounds ace <laughs> I could have it a look does. at that now if if anything ninja in it's, space. Uh, it's got a great title and yeah Zelda 2 
The Adventure of Link, uh, which I should be on to on my Sunday streams in about three weeks, I think, probably two or three weeks. And I've never played that, so I'm looking forward to that. So I'm glad we didn't get that. Oh, man, that Zen so looks like Never mind. Oh, so Zen, what's, the Intergalactic what's... Ninja, is a comic book. Yeah, it looks quite good. And I guess the game's based on the comics, is it? I'm assuming so. <laughs> yeah. So what's um, what's what's the the randomizer randomator got in store for us next? Hey, up, bitches! This is the really random randomizer. <laughs> this is the really random randomizer that has in no way been influenced by Sean Holly from the Arcade to 10 Pence Arcade even podcast. No way influences random, honestly. And this is numbers, because numbers come after letters, and numbers are more important than letters, because you get up with them and everything, and letters just spell stuff. Anyway, it's going to be... 1942, sweet chocolate, Jesus, woo! Anyway, yeah, play this, because it's good, you can shoot things right in the face. Bye. Ah, so there, a special guest. A special guest, the other half of the 10 pence episode. The other yeah, the other P. half, we're getting a full house on the 10 pence. But yeah. The, the, the other half I, of the Bob and Biscuit. Nice. I, I'm quite looking forward to this because I used to be able to own the shit out of this game on arcade. So I, I am curious to see how this uh, holds up. I have played it recently by accident. As I was setting up my... Um, on the NES? Yes. As I was setting up my Retroid mm. Pocket 2. That's because it was organised so. number first and then letters. Uh, mm. Not the other way around to us. So um, that was just something I tried. I went, oh, let's see how this works. I like but it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to, to it. I'm, I am actually looking forward to this one. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting a bit sad that we're getting near the end of the alphabet, you know. I'm ready to move on. I'm totally ready, ready to move on. ready for eight more bits? Another yeah, I'm bite. ready to add eight more bits I into think, this though, as, as we are coming to the end, uh, I think about half of the games that we've covered in the, in this alphabet have been decent, yeah. haven't they? Th- Give or take. About half of them. I think, I think we've had a small amount of belters, a large amount of dross, but a larger amount of all right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't. I think that's quite. I don't think you could say that about any of the eight-bit platforms that we used to own in the day. A lot of dross. Mm. So I think on balance, I think there's quite a good catalogue. <clears throat> there's always going to be rubbish, isn't there? Yeah, of course there is. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess that's Zed. Is it? We're done. That's it. We'll uh, see you next time, I guess, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So anyway. <laughs> That's all for this episode. Next because it? it's the last one. Yeah, this game's means... a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Come on, do the outro. Let's let's get ready for the next one. Hopefully the next one can be good. Let's go out on a high. Yeah. <laughs> That's all for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. Thank you for listening. We love you long time. If you want to reach out to any of us, you can come along to the Discord. You can get us on Twitter or Instagrams at Pixel Hunt Pod. You can drop us an email at howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. You can watch us play stuff over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pixelhunt 
pod. Or it's generally me. <laughs> or you can visit <laughs> us it? on the Tinterwebs at www.pixelandpodcast.com. That's it. Until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. Playing, Playing the game. So you, so you don't, don't have to. Have to. Bye.